What is up, everyone? This is Avery Smith, creator of Data Career Jumpstart and Snow Data Science. Welcome back to the Data Career Podcast, the podcast that gives you, the data enthusiast, the tools you need to build an amazing data career. Whether that's breaking into data science, landing a senior data position, or building a new data team or product, this podcast is here to help. Hey guys, this is episode seven of the Data Career Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Another classic Ask Aver Show episode for you today. Today's episode is from February 24th, 2021, and I hope you guys really enjoy it. A quick word from today's sponsor, Anchor. Any suggestions to boost LinkedIn profile? All right, this is from, oh man, I'm so sorry. I'm going to say your name wrong. Nick Hillishwar. I'm sure I said that wrong. Um, and I apologize for saying that wrong. Okay, but it's a great question. I really like that question. How to boost your LinkedIn profile? Um, my answer is this, okay? You basically have, um, you have only like a couple seconds to hook people when they look at your profile, right? So it's really important that you have a good profile picture. So I'm gonna call you Nick, okay? How about that? Nick, you have a really good profile picture. It looks great, okay? But what about cover picture, okay? Do you have a cover photo? If you don't have a cover photo on your LinkedIn, you should have a cover photo on your LinkedIn. It's very important, okay? So um, we can just go to mine. Mine is not a good, great example right now, okay? I'm gonna actually redo mine here in a little bit. I just need to find the time to uh, make sure that I do it. But hold on, let me share my screen so you guys can look at my profile and I can kind of show you what I'm talking about. All right, here's my profile, okay? Oh, it looks like I need to restart my computer. Try tonight, close. And my LinkedIn is not perfect. I want a new profile picture. Um, I like having a colored background. It just makes you stick out a little bit. Um, because like I said, you have like, someone's gonna look at your profile and you have seconds to like be like, oh, that person's interesting. So the next step is your cover photo. And people, only like half, I would say only a people cover photo that in my opinion is acceptable, okay? Your cover photo isn't, it's at the top of your, like this is the top of your resume on LinkedIn. This is the top of your profile. You have to make it look good. You have to make it look interesting, okay? You have to make it like, why should someone stay on your screen with all of this, right? So mine, I have a call to action, let's connect, okay? I tell you why you should connect with me. I'm passionate about these three things and a little description explaining who I am. I, like I said, I'm going to redo my cover photo actually because um, I don't think it's as good as it is, but you should really have information about you up there. Like make, don't make that like some sort of stock photo or just like nothing. Like make it really important. Make it define who you are and make it more interesting for who you are. So that's the first one is profile picture. Second one is cover photo. Third one is your headline. Your headline is what gets people interested. My headline right now, also pretty sucky, not great. Um, but you need to have a succinct headline that explains who you are and what you want from people. So you could say like aspiring data scientist or like a uh, student or something like that. Just make it very clear that you are who you are and what you want, okay? And it's worth the effort because a lot of people visit your LinkedIn you can, you can look at your dashboard to see how many people have viewed your profile. You can see that my um, profile was viewed 14,000 times in the last 90 days. That is 14,000 chances for me to make an impression on someone, you know? And if, you're, if your profile is crap, then you're not going to get much from it. So always make sure you have a good profile picture, a good cover photo, and a good headline. The next is the about section. 
Um, you can see I have emojis in mine and I make it pretty detailed. Uh, I have white space. Don't just do one long paragraph, you know, put, put enters and make it look pretty. Um, and then I have other places you can find me. Um, I wish LinkedIn would let you make these be links so they could just click on it, but LinkedIn would never do that because it takes traffic away from their website. So it doesn't really work out that well, to be honest. Okay, so those are the four things I recommend do to have a better LinkedIn profile. It's a good question. Thank you, Nick. Sorry, if I, you said I said your name right. I don't really believe you though. So <laughs> I tried though. Okay, we got Derek. All right, Derek said, are you invested in any cryptocurrencies? Um, I am, uh, not as early. I owned Bitcoin a couple of years ago and I sold during that uh, the original big boom when it hit like like, like 20k or something like that. I was like, oh, that's sweet. I'm getting out. Um, and then I bought back in recently around 30k. Um, I honestly don't know much about it, and I'm probably not the right person to talk about it. But I, I own Bitcoin, and uh, I think I think it has a chance to go up still. Um, I think it's interesting technology. I am worried about like I know Bill Gates talks about how like he's worried that it like encourages the like dark transactions you know because it's just so hard to trace um that makes me worried so i i don't know we'll see i also in dogecoin but i'm not doing super hot on that i just think that's you know why not it's like six cents buy a bunch if it sucks it sucks but if it takes off it takes off all right danielle's got a question um and i'm just gonna quickly just make sure i'm not missing anyone's um emails or anything because we're supposed to have someone else and then we got then we got giorgio he's already here so we're gonna give him some time uh, extra time because he was here early. We respect Giorgio, who's here early. Um, I respect a lot of people, but I respect people who are on time and who show up. So I appreciate that. All right, let me just make sure I didn't miss any emails because I don't want to miss anyone, you know, and they're like, oh, I messaged you or something like that. Let me just double check. Yeah, exactly, Derek. Doge to the moon. I'm all about that. All right, I haven't missed any messages or anything, so we're good. Um, all right, I'm going to go back to. Uh, Daniel's question, and then I think we'll go to Giorgio, okay? Um, and and I know Daniel messaged me about this. If you could recommend a master's in data science, what would it be? Okay, let's take on that question with the internets, all right? Um, I add this back in, add to stream, okay, and make it big. Okay, here's all my emails. Um, okay, so let's think. If you had to get a master's in data science, what are your options? That's the one I'm currently doing right now. Um, I'm, I'm just about finished. I graduate in the semester. Um, so there's, I don't know, let's just do this. Data science masters, okay? Um, you have to think about why you're doing the masters, okay? Because let me tell you something. I am doing a masters for the piece of paper. And I think a lot of people do college for a piece of paper. Because you could sit in every college class you ever wanted to for free. No one would ever ask you, like, are you in the class or something like that? No one cares. Like you can walk into any college campus and take the class for free. I mean, no one would ever question you. You could just go in there. But why don't you do that? Because you're doing it for a piece of paper, right? So I mean, like you have to think, am I doing it for a piece of paper or am I doing it for knowledge? If you're doing it for knowledge, I don't think a master is the best way to get into data science. If you're doing it for a piece of paper, I totally understand it and I respect it, okay? Okay, if you're, let's, let's assume you're doing it for a piece of paper because in my opinion, that's really the only reason to do it. Otherwise, I wouldn't pay $10,000. I would pay like $2,000 into a boot camp if you're just going for knowledge, okay? But if you're like, I want like a master's degree, no and, ifs, or buts, okay? Um, there's a bunch of these programs that are popping up. There's like a ton. So like, here's one from Eastern. Um, here's one from Syracuse. Here's one from Berkeley, okay? 
Um, here's what I think is the best you need to think about when you're getting a master's. One is the cost, okay? How much does it cost? My master's at Georgia Tech is about $12,000, okay? So yeah, that's a price to beat right there. It's completely online. I really like that format. Half the classes have been good. Half the classes have been crap. Um, I went into the degree already knowing a decent amount, like a lot about data science. Like I was already a data scientist before I got a master's degree. So maybe that's part of the reason why I think it was crap. But I mean, there's definitely like, like I said, if you want to do it for learning sake, there's better options. Okay. Um, so University of Georgia Tech, or sorry, yeah, Georgia Tech's pretty good. I've heard this Berkeley one's pretty good. Um, Berkeley has, a, has like, does a lot for the community in data science. I don't know the pricing on that one. Um, let's see. The other one I want to talk about is, let's see, let's see if it's on here. Oh, I heard San Diego's is pretty good. I've heard Northwestern's pretty good. Um, the other one I, I want to talk about, I think I would try, oh, it's not on here. UT, Texas just put one out that's competing, I think, pretty heavily with the Georgia Tech one on content and price. Um, so, I mean, I can only speak to the one that I've done, really. But you have to really think, why am I going to pay $12,000? Is it because I want to learn or is it because... I want, I want the piece of paper. And either is acceptable, but you need to be very clear before spending any thousands of dollars what your goal is in learning. Um, so if, if you're like, yes, I need a piece of paper, or I really want a job, getting a master's degree will make you more likely to get a job, but it is not the best thing to do to get a job. You, you can get a better job without a master's degree with personal projects. I guarantee that. The reason I know that is because I was a data scientist before I had a bachelor's degree because of personal projects. So you just need to have personal projects and that's what can make you a great data scientist. Okay, with that, I'm just gonna double check. I think Giorgio, I think you're up next. So I'm gonna bring you on here in a second. Let's see, yes, you are. So let's let's bring you on and uh, I'm excited to talk to you. Let me remove my, um, uh, what's it called, my screen. And also, did you message me? Well, okay, let, I'll just say hi. Are you from Italy, is that right? Yeah, I'm from Italy, uh, even uh, though at the moment I'm working in the Netherlands. Oh, but yeah. you're, that's how very European of you to be from from uh, from Italy and then working in the Netherlands. That's very cool. Okay, what do you do in the yeah. Netherlands? So I'm a PhD, uh, and at the moment I'm working on a heterogeneous catalysis, so it's uh, chemistry, basically. Mm, okay, what's your undergrad? Like, what, what was your first degree? Is that chemistry then, or...? Sorry, I I'm having some troubles hearing you. Okay, hold on. Let me let me just make sure that my mic is where it should be. Hold on, give me one second. Okay, it looks like it should. Um, let me move it in. Um, I what was your um yeah, much better. Oh, much better. Okay, I yes. just switched a little bit. Uh, what's your undergrad degree like? What was your primary degree in school? So I got a degree in uh, industrial chemistry. So Ooh. which is uh something between chemistry and chemical engineering. Uh, okay. So I have a, a good chemical uh, chemistry background, but also know a little bit about uh, reactor design and a little bit of, yeah, chemical engineering, mass transport phenomena, all this kind of stuff. So I also saw uh, on your LinkedIn profile that you are a chemical engineer as well. Yes, that's true. Okay. My undergrad is in chemical engineering, albeit I... I never was very good at it, <laughs> uh, but but sweet. Why? I guess explain a little bit why why you're calling and um, what you're hoping to, uh, I guess, get out of this. What 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 do you want to ask me? What what are you doing? What do you want to yeah. use data science for? 
Yeah, I have some questions. I started uh, this uh, data science journey almost one year ago during the first uh, Corona wave. I had uh, mm -hmm. some extra time. So I started studying a little bit of machine learning and other science. So I have some uh, some questions for you. Uh, yeah. For instance, I'm trying to build uh, my personal portfolio. Mm. And uh, since uh, I am an industrial chemist, I would like to work on a project that is chemistry related or related to the chemical industry. So do you have any suggestion or data sets that might be helpful for this goal? Yes, let's think. Um, okay, the first one that comes to mind is the uh, Tennessee Eastman data set, okay? So the Tennessee Eastman data set is a really famous data set. Um, I really like it because it is, it's like real life. So it's from, it's from Tennessee, a company, mm -hmm. a chemical company called Eastman. And um, yep. it's all about fault detection. So um, when I was an undergrad, I studied a lot about fault detection. That's kind of where I did my research in for a while. And the idea of fault detection is when you have like something like big, like a chemical plant or a refinery, right? You have a lot of things that could go wrong. You have like, like literally hundreds of thousands of sensors and the process is very complex. When something does break, you want to figure out what broke and how to fix it and why it broke, okay, as fast as you can. And so that's kind of called fault detection. And it's, it's a part of, in, uh, in machine learning, we'd call that like anomaly detection, right? You're trying to figure out when something goes wrong. Um, and so that's a really fun data set that I like. It's kind of like the standard for fault detection in industrial systems. Um, and the data is pretty accessible. I think you can just download it uh, for the most part. So that's the first one that comes to mind. Um, I guess, I guess, is there like a specific type of chemistry or is it just like manufacturing or is it like, like batteries? Like, is there a specific type of chemistry or just chemistry data in general? Yeah, chemistry and data in general, because at the moment I'm working on uh, heterogeneous catalysis. So mostly mm -hmm. on uh, material chemistry. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I'm also interested in uh, reactors or whatever. Also, because if I have a sort of physical uh, uh, feeling of what is going on, then it's easier also for me to learn. Uh, it is. Yeah. Yeah, your domain knowledge can like help you, right? Um, yeah, yes. Um, okay, sweet. So I'm also pulling up, hold on, let me make sure. Okay, I don't understand this very well. And, and you might understand this a lot better than I do, Giorgio. Um, okay, I'm gonna share my screen. And we, I see we got uh, Manoj, she's in the, in the queue. So hi, Manoj, we'll bring you up here in a second. Appreciate you being early as well. Um, all right. So one thing that have you heard of this QSAR before? It is yeah, quantitative yeah. structure activity relationship. Okay. Yes. And so I, I don't know much about this, but you can look at QSAR machine learning. I know this is a big thing that they're trying to develop. Basically, like trying to predict how um chemical like basically where where electrons like how basically chemicals will react um kind of based on like a quantum uh standpoint um so i think this is really interesting i don't know any data on it but i know this is this is hot in chemistry and data science um another thing that's really hot in chemistry and data science um i mean this is the whole study of chemistry and data science is called chemometrics um so um any sort of any sort of chemometrics data is really useful a lot of chemometric data is often like uh, wavelengths, right? Like from like spectra, from like uh, GCMS or something like that. Um, so I don't know any data sets off the top of my head, but like for instance, for you know two and a half years of my life, 
I spent time classifying chemicals based on their spectra. So that's like a classification sure. problem. So you could probably go, you could probably go um, classify um, NMR uh, machine learning. I bet you, I bet you there's a data set on that. Um, not exactly sure what any of these would have, but one way you can find data sets, I don't know if you've seen this before, it's called the Google uh, data set search engine. Have you seen this before? Uh, no. Okay, this is pretty That's sweet. Um, it's, you know, Google's good, right? And it has a data set search engine. So it's data set search.research.google.com. We can go in here and put like um, NMR classification. Let's just see. For those who don't know, NMR stands for something. I can't even remember. Um, okay, I spelled classification wrong. Let's just do NMR and see what happens. Uh, this is this is over my head now. Maybe this one. Let's just go. Let's just go. Um, uh, GCMS. Let's just see what that has. Data wise, that's gas chromatography mask spectroscopy. So here are some samples, and I don't know. The last thing I would try. So this is hard because it's just like the data, but you could also try um, Kaggle.com. I really like Kaggle.com mm -hmm. for all things data yep. science. Have you been in there? Yes. Okay. Have you used their? Have you tried searching their data sets there? Uh, not really. I found some data sets from notebooks uh, directly. Uh, mm. Some were pretty interesting, but I never searched directly for data sets. And also, I'm not really sure if you can use those data sets for free for personal project or not. Yeah, most, I mean, the, the the Google data set search, you can actually throw on this filter at the top. That would be free. Um, so let's see how many of those stay. All right, some of them stayed. So those are free to download. Um, Kaggle would have a lot of stuff for free. Let's just try, let's just try spec, oh, spec tross-opy. That is another fancy... Okay, so like here's something interesting. I mean, it's a little biology. I don't know if you're a little afraid to get your hands on some biology, but um, oh wait, I'm oh, sorry, I made you go away. Um, this one I'll zoom in for everyone watching. Oh, I'll try. I don't think I did. Um, it says Raman spectroscopy of diabetes. So that's that's yeah. a data set that um, you know at least has some Raman spectroscopy, which is you know data or chemistry related. Here's another one: Raman spectroscopy for detecting COVID-19. That seems like a good a good project that someone like you might understand. So uh, those would be my two suggestions: is the Google data search and then the Kaggle. Yeah, yeah that's a really good suggestion. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, thank you. So still regarding the personal uh, portfolio and projects, mm -hmm. what do you think are the most important algorithms uh, that are uh, often used in? Uh, in industry. So before you were saying something like uh, anomaly detection, mm -hmm. I guess, I don't know, neural networks are probably not really heavily used. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a good question. What algorithms? Okay. You're going to laugh. Okay. But I would say like most of the problems can be solved with r at least, okay. I always see data science as data science is only as useful as, um, as the value that you can derive from it. So you can have the world's best algorithm, but if it's not like being used, it's useless, right? Like it doesn't yeah. matter. And so I'm all about, I mean, 
whatever value is. A lot of the time for businesses, it's dollars, right? I'm in I'm in data science for the dollars. Whatever dollar brings in, you know, our 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 business money, we're doing good. Um, so I'm always about value when it comes to data science. And I would say 80% of the time, the simplest algorithms will get you 80% of the value <laughs> pretty quickly. Um, and they're pretty simple. So like if you can do uh, multivariate linear regression, that is like very basic, but like it solves a decent amount of problems. Okay, it's yeah. like, oh, your process is, is nonlinear. And you're like, okay, crap. So I can't really use multivariate linear regression. So then use a decision tree, you know, and then use a random forest. And that, that'll get you, you know, those are pretty simple. Those aren't very hard algorithms. The random, the random forest gets a little harder, but I mean, those are all one liners, right? In, in Python or yeah. one clicks and whatever. So I'm, I'm all about like simple and bringing the value. Um, but if you, if you made me name like what algorithms that would, if I said you had to know five algorithms, what would my five be? Um, I would say linear regression, decision trees, um i like this is like kind of biased because my background but i love and it's not even like necessarily like i guess it's kind of i mean it's not an algorithm it's not a model but pca principal component analysis mm -hmm. i think yeah. that's very useful um so that's my third i had to get one classification and one clustering so i would add k-means and then just uh uh k nearest neighbor i think for my classification and then if i if i had to caveat all of that i would say that i'm a bad at deep learning it is not my strength i'm not good i'm not good at neural nets i'm not good at it yep. so if you want to be better than me like double down on all things neural net and deep learning because eventually that's going to be really valuable and i think companies and a lot of the companies i worked for were kind of just getting started in data science but I think eventually this whole neural net thing is really going to take off and people are really, businesses are really going to be excited about it. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Um, I think we've got time for, I know Manoj is up here in a second, but Manoj, are you good if we take one more question? I think you can Sorry? hear me. Oh. Okay. I think, I think you're good. Um, you want to take one more, you want one more question? Yeah. If there is time, a quick question. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think, just, I think it's time. Yeah, uh, just a curiosity, but how data are handled in a company? Uh, is there a team of data scientists or a company just collects data and send them to a second company for analysis? It's a good question. question. <laughs> Everyone is doing it differently. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. Um, and obviously, a lot of companies now are not data science companies, but they're using data science. So like at Exxon, for instance, we're collecting data and we're analyzing the data. We're, we're doing both, right? Um, I can't say we did it very well, but we did both. Um, so I think it's different from company to company. And some companies are really good at one thing and not really, like like some softwares, you know? It's like yeah. SQL. Okay, it's great at storing data, but is it like that great at like like analyzing it or visualizing it. No, it can't visualize it like at all. Um, but if you take something like Tableau or like Power BI, it kind of sucks at like storing it and moving it and transforming it, the things that SQL's good at, right? Um, but it's really good at visualizing it. And so just like those softwares, I think companies are good at different aspects. And I don't know enough about like data science companies to really speak about like which ones are doing well. Um, I, think, I think it's kind of a, a free for all in the no code, machine learning platforms right now. I think I think it's really pretty interesting. I think there's a lot of competition. I mean, I, I guess the 
the top runners in the data storage space would have to be Snowflake. I mean, we saw them IPO this year. They're, they're making a lot of money. I don't know if that's good or bad. And then for the no-code machine learning platforms, Palantir seems to be doing really good. I, I'm a share owner. I don't know much about it, but it, it goes up every once in a while. It went down this week, but um, I, think it's, I think it's kind of a free-for-all in that space. So I, I don't really know what other companies are doing, um, but I know like a lot of companies that aren't in the data sphere will do both. Okay. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you calling from Italy. What time is it in Italy? It's uh, 1, 1 a.m. No, it's not. Yes, it's 1 a.m. <laughs> you're up at 1 a.m.? Yeah, yeah. Oh, but, you're crazy. Uh, I really like those, uh, this format, so <laughs> thank you very much. So thank well, you very you're... much for, for your time. Yeah, you're very welcome. I'm, I'm so glad you were here early. I really appreciate it, and um, you're welcome back anytime. If, are you going to go to bed now? Is that what, is that what you're doing? Uh, yeah, I will follow the next uh, next question from uh, the other. <laughs> okay, yeah, if we have more time, I'll bring you back on too. So we'll we'll <laughs> see you in, we'll see you maybe in a little bit. All right, thanks, Giorgio. Appreciate it. Thanks. Okay, we got Manoj. Is that how I say it, or no? Am I saying it way wrong? Uh, yes, I do. So you are good. Well, how do you Thank say you. it? Let let me learn. So, okay, uh, I used to call Manoj. 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 Yeah, Manoj. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, you got it. Okay. Well, I, I tried my best. Manoj, where are you calling from? I'm calling from uh, India. India. Okay. So it is 6.30 a.m. Is that right? No. Uh, no. It's no, just uh, there's one hour difference. It's 5.30. It's 5.30. So you're up early. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, uh, last time I missed the show, you know, I'm really sorry about it because, uh, you know, last time I joined the Google Meet and uh, <laughs> so I was just waiting for the oh, Google Meet. Oh, was this last week? Yeah, I think, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> last week was tough. I For those who weren't aware, last week, I do this show every Wednesday night, um, usually around, I guess, a half hour ago, whatever time that is for you. So 5.30 p.m. Central. Um, but last okay. week, I, I'm in Houston, Texas. Go Astros. Okay. I got my, my Houston, my Houston gear on today. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, but last I week I, um, there was a huge snowstorm in Texas and, um, okay. it, it took out all of our power for three days. So okay. we had no power. So I couldn't, I couldn't do the show. And I also couldn't like tell anyone that I couldn't do the show. I got a second of data that I tried to put on LinkedIn and said I couldn't do the show. Anyways, I, I'm really sorry. I'm, I'm glad you're here, Manoj. Um, tell me what you want to talk about. What, what do you want to <laughs> chat about? Yeah, uh, hi, Harry. Uh, you know, uh, I think I'm pronouncing your name uh, good, right? Harry. No, it's yeah, it's perfect. Okay, fine. Thank you. For, you know, uh, first, I would like to uh, thank you for inviting me to the show. <laughs> because, you know, I've been uh, trying a lot to uh, connect with you. And uh, and congratulations on your new position and uh, for the entire Snow Data Science team. Thank you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So, Ali, uh, you know, my first question is, um, I, I was from an engineering background. So I did my mechanical engineering and followed by that, uh, you know, I worked as a customer service executive. Yeah, uh, so from then, I know I just, I moved on to uh, the software engineering field now. Okay. So, uh, so, so far, uh, whatever I have learned, all right, so whatever I have learned uh, in the software engineering field is, uh, you know, it is just by uh, doing on my own. So doing some kind of a uh, practical stuff and learning out of it. Yeah, so that's, like that's that. the way to learn. That's perfect. Yeah. 
So uh, I just want to know whether the same can be applied uh, to the data science aspect. Oh yeah, hundred percent, a hundred percent. That's how I prefer it, to be honest. Like you can definitely learn everything that you need to on your own. Um, there is so many, and like this is, I mean, you also have to realize this is coming from someone like my career now, like my job is I teach data science, right? So I teach other people like how to get started in data science, how to do projects, um, what to learn and stuff like that. So this is coming from someone whose like literal livelihood depends on teaching people how to do data science. You don't need me. You don't need me. You 100% don't need me. But you have to be disciplined, okay? Um, because all the resources are out there, okay? Um, towards data science, Kaggle, YouTube. Um, I try to post stuff on my LinkedIn. There's like a lot of resources for you to learn data science that are free, okay? Um, and I mean, you can pretty much learn how to do anything for free in data science, okay? But let me tell you the danger there. Um, the danger is you have to be disciplined and you have to, you have to be very like pragmatic about it because um, I am, I'm a little overweight, okay? I wanna lose some, I wanna lose some pounds this year. And let me ask you this, Manoj, do, do I have to pay money to lose weight? Yes. You think so? Uh, not really, but you know, uh, if you want to get into, yeah. So, but uh, if you want to get into uh, to environment where you know where each people come to uh, lose their weight, because you know it automatically uh, naturally creates a curiosity for us to lose their weight. So, if you want to, you know, as I said, if you want to follow a proper curriculum, proper environment, yes. right? So yeah, so that's, that's that's most important. So definitely, you know, we can we can try to do on it our own, but definitely we would stuck somewhere in the middle, right? So. You know, it would be great to have someone uh, who can help us to guide us to how to lose the weight. So. Yes, you're you're 100% right that it's you don't need someone, you don't need to pay money or you don't need someone to lose weight, but it sure does help. Okay, um, yeah. so I the way I'm doing it this year is um, I'm running races. So I've I've like scheduled four different races that I'm running, and I paid money. Okay, okay? I paid like. Okay. I probably paid like 600 bucks to run these races this year, $600. Okay. And I mean, that's a lot of money, but it's like, now I'm motivated. Cause it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to lose out on my money. Right. Anyways, it's kind of yeah. the same with learning something. It's like, you don't need someone, you don't need like a, like master's degree or a program or a boot camp or anything to learn for learning's sake. But often we as humans need some sort of like push in order to do it. And that's often money. So anyways, I'm sorry, that was a really long answer for your question. So to answer it very shortly, you can learn a lot about data science online and you can get hired as a data scientist with no real educational background. It's a little bit harder, uh, but it's possible, 100%. All right, thank you, thank you so much, Avery. So, um, you know, uh, just moving on to my next question, which is, um, for example, as you said, uh, there are a lot of resources available online, right? Uh, even for the free of cost. So uh, the problem, as you said, the problem here is, you know, uh, I've been starting on many years, so, but, you know, I've been stuck in the, somewhere in the middle. So I was just, you know, trying to find, you know, how to uh, get over it because, you know, uh, there are a lot of resources out there. And, uh, but, you know, uh, just for me, I'm, I'm just, I'm a little confused, you know, as to uh, how to start, right? Uh, for example, um, because I've been starting, I've been starting all the all the different courses online, and uh, I'm just, you know, I'm just reaching to some extent, and after that, you know, I'm just stacking because 
due to some reasons i am unable to figure out you know whether whether the path that i have chosen to learn the data science is the right is the right one mm. okay so, so so you're wondering so if i make sure i understand correctly you've tried a couple different courses a couple different places to learn and you get started yeah. and then you kind of get to a place and you're like am i going down the right path is that is that the question yes yes exactly well, what's your end goal, right? Because if if you got to think about what your end goal is, because if you don't know what your end goal is, it doesn't it doesn't matter which way you go, right? So, what's your end goal? Yeah, uh, to become a data scientist. Okay, you want to be you you want to be a generalist. You want to be like a specialist at something, or you're not sure yet, and you need more information to explore. Oh uh, yeah, no, uh, I want to be a you know special in, in some field. Okay. Okay, but you don't know if it's like computer vision or like natural language processing, or you're not sure what field, but you eventually want to specialize. Uh, I'm much interested in uh, bioinformatics. Oh, and bioinformatics. Okay, very cool. Yeah. Um, very interesting. Um, yeah, bioinformatics is super cool, and genomics is super cool. Um, yeah. Okay, so that's that's kind of that's your end goal is to become a data scientist in bioinformatics. Okay, so you got to think about okay, what is going to get me there. So in order to be a data scientist, you need to have a couple different skills, right? You need to have data retrieval skills or data storage skills, right? And data cleaning skills. So um, the, the best thing to know is probably um, SQL. Have you, ever, have you ever used SQL? Yes, uh, uh, I know, I know SQL. Okay, you're comfortable with SQL. All right, so check that box out. You don't need a course in that, okay? okay. The next one is Python. How, how comfortable are you? Or, or R, some sort of scripting language. Which one? Do you, do you know either of those? Oh, I know uh, Python and Java. Okay, Python and Java. Okay, so if I said, if I said um, like for instance, I'm going to give you a data set. I'm going to give you a Boston housing data set, okay? So the Boston housing data set, for those who aren't, aren't familiar, is it's basically a bunch of houses is the rows, each, each row is a house, and yeah. the columns are the features about that house. So does the house have a pool? How big is the house? How many bathrooms does the house have? You know, uh, what neighborhood is the house in? And then the last column is the price of the house. Could I, could I tell you, hey, create a linear regression machine learning model that would predict the price of a house based off of the number of bedrooms, the square footage, the uh, pool, like, could you do that? Oh, you know, uh, I know that can be done, but I know I'm not that much. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So that that's that's where you need to go. Then it sounds like you know Python, but you need like an intro to machine learning class is what I would say. Okay, so okay. let me tell you that there's two options that I would recommend for you. Okay, okay. let me let me let me pull this up. Hold on, give me a second. Um, like that, I think, and then I need to add this. Okay, here are my two recommendations. Okay, the first one is on Kaggle. Okay, go to Kaggle, Kaggle.com. This is this is where I learned a lot about data science, and they've only gotten better. Go to this compete tab. Okay, Kaggle has data sets, and they also have competitions, so like competitive um, data science, basically. Okay, but we're not going to compete. We're going to go to this um, at the top. Oh man. I guess I've participated in these, so they're at the top. But Fine. somewhere in here, you should you should be able to find like maybe they're in playground. Let's click on playground and see if it filters. 
Oh no, well, let's try one more. Um, getting started. Okay, I don't know where they are at, but you'll find, you can search this, Titanic machine learning from disaster, house prices, advanced regression techniques. Those are the, those are the two I would recommend starting with, okay? And what this is, is the exact problem I just walked you through. Is there's a lot of, there's a big data set, a big CSV, we can look at the data actually here. And this will explain the problem. It'll show you the data. So here is the uh, training set right here. It, so like, here's the idea of the house. Here's how much the zone it's in. And here's how much the size of the lot is, like the actual like land. Here's what type of street it's on. Um, here's the shape of the house. It has a bunch of data and it has a sales price. And what you can do is you can go to the notebook section and you can see people like post what they did like to, to this data set. Like what did they try doing? Um, and you can go look and you can sort by um, most votes. So these are like the best notebooks for this okay. particular uh, introduction to data science, basically. And you can okay. click on the top one. And this guy did a really good job walking through everything you need to do to solve a data science problem. This is basically what I teach people right here is I basically teach them how to do this. I'm more fun than just reading, okay? But I, I basically just teach people how to do this. Um, and this will explain everything that he does. You see he does distribution of the sales price. Um, he does some scatter plots and then he eventually does machine learning, okay? So that's that's one really good way that I would learn machine learning. The cool thing is about Kaggle, okay, is like, let's say you wanna do this, right, um, Manoj, is you can just hit copy and edit and it'll like basically take everything he did and put it in your own document and then you can add stuff to it. It'll put you in, yeah, so for instance, it's opening a notebook here and you can actually run his code and you can like change thing in his code and it like really helps you understand what's going on. Okay. So that's, that's my first recommendation. The second recommendation I have is uh, self, self, selfish, <laughs> but it's a good course. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and say it anyways, but go to averysmith.podia.com, okay? Okay. This is my, my, uh, coursing and data science education site. So here I am, right? And then I have, my courses are listed here. So I have a coaching call. I have this intro to data science live webinar series, which I'm doing right now, actually. Um, this is, yeah. today, tonight will be our third night. But take this course. Have you taken this course? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. you did? Yeah. Okay, You're, yeah, that's right. I saw you in the comments now that I think about it. <laughs> okay, so you've taken this course. Okay, how did you feel like the machine learning went here? Yeah, it's been wonderful, Avery. Because you know, I, I, you know, I need to complete the course, but you know, it was uh, it was awesome. Well, good. Okay, so you've done you've done one thing of machine learning at least right here. So now do this other one, and this this then you'll have, then you'll have like a good background. And then what I want you to do is go on to Kaggle. And sorry, my internet's being slow. I have too many windows open. Hold on. Yeah. Um, let me close this. I don't think. <laughs> okay, so go on Kaggle and find one in bioinformatics, okay? Because I don't know much about bioinformatics, but I'm sure there's one. So let's see. Let's see if we can go to competitions and maybe there's one in research. Okay, here's one. Identify glomeruli in human kidney tissue images. Okay, that's a little harder because it's going to be images. Images are hard, machine learning. That's tough. Um, 
So maybe not that one. Maybe maybe we search. Maybe we'll search for one. Maybe we'll try. Ready? Let's just try bioinformatics and see what comes up. Um, we want to do uh, competitions in bioinformatics. Oh, these look pretty hard. We got AutoML. That, I, I guess AutoML isn't that hard. Anyways, this is this is what the type of thing that I would do is I'd be looking on Kaggle for bioinformatics notebooks that you can kind of look off of and learn about, and then I would be doing I would be spending, you know, ten minutes every day on towards data science, in the bioinformatics section if I have one. Let's see if I have one. I don't know if I do. Oh yeah, check this out. Towards data science is like a publication, um, okay, where you can learn about data science, and they have this bioinformatics. Uh, section where there's going to be all these different course, all these different tutorials on how to do things in data science and bioinformatics. And this is this is going to be great for you because you can click on one of these. Let's find one um, that I think would be suitable for you. Let's go back. Okay, machine learning and bioinformatics, genome geography. Okay, I'm going to click on this story. It's going to open up. Um, and it's going to be like some sort of tutorial or explanation about how uh, data science is used in genomics. This is a really cool graph. It's going to tell you how to install the tools, get the data you need, and then do some quality control. And let's see what type of mapping it does. Let's see down here. Does a heat map of correlations. Ooh, does some uh, clustering with TSNE. This is like a really powerful... Uh, model. So anyways, I'm sorry. I'm kind of probably boring you and droning on now. But my, my point is this, Manoj, it's that it goes back to that, first, that question you asked at the beginning, is can I learn data science on my own? And the answer is yes. You just have to spend a lot of time poking around in different places. And the best places to poke around, in my opinion, are Kaggle and towards data science. So okay. spend your time there and, and look there. Um, and I hope you find something good. I think you will. Yeah, uh, really, you know, uh, the material that you showed, you know, it was really interesting for me to look at all this really data, you know, because I was uh, really not aware of those things, but now it makes, you know, uh, it's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, of course. You have a, you have a direction now, right? It's Kaggle yes. towards data science. That That's where you should spend your time and you'll find something good. Okay, <laughs> got it. Fine. Okay, sweet. What other questions you got for me? You got any, you got any more questions? Uh, I'll just work on, you know, uh, that your suggestions. I'll just work on to the Kaggle and towards data science. I'll just, you know, I'll try to learn as much as possible from those two resources, and uh, I'll see how it goes. And uh, so, two thumbs up. I I think you're doing awesome. And I mean, anyone that has, I'm gonna pull, I'm gonna pull uh, Giorgio back up here too. We'll have all three of us on here. I, any, I'm not worried about you guys. And let me tell you why. Anyone that is waking up at 5 a.m. or staying up till, you know, 1.20 a.m., uh, you guys you guys are going to figure it out, okay? You guys are going to put in the effort, and you guys are going to figure it out. Um, just spend as much time, you know, on towards data science and Kaggle as you can. And and then if you – and then, I mean, to go to Manoj's point, if, if eventually you're feeling, like, kind of lost or confused, that's when it might be worth, you know, doing a course. Um, and I don't know – I mean, in your case, I think Manoj, you'd want to do like a very specific bioinformatics course. That I don't know. I don't know which one would be a good suggestion. Um, but I mean, there's a lot of free resources on towards data science, Kaggle, and then the third would probably be YouTube. Um, 
those three have a lot of good stuff on there. So check those out. And then once you've exhausted those or you feel lost in those, um, that's when you might want to do a course at that point. Sure. Okay, cool. Well, thank you, Manoj. Those were very thoughtful questions. I appreciate you waking up early and being here. So uh, it's been a pleasure, Avery. Uh, thank you so much for having me on the show. And really, you know, I wanted to uh, say a big thank you for for everything that you do. You know, for helping the people around you. You know, to learn and sharing the knowledge. You know, not much. You know, just come forward and do that. So it's been a really <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, you're so welcome. Thank you for taking advantage of it. I appreciate it, Manoj. <laughs> yeah. Have a good day. Bye. All right, Georgia, we got we got some we got nine minutes left before I go. Um, if anyone else has questions, they can ask questions. I know uh, Dustin, who I'll be uh, hanging out with here um, later tonight, is just said, "I love the Astros hat." Yeah, Astros hat and Astros shirt, Dustin. So double right there. Um, and before I go back to you, Giorgio, I, I got a message or an, uh, a note here from from uh, Jamie. There's a lot of info on how to do the code, but more difficult to find the what which model, methods, and why from what I'm experiencing. All right, Jamie, that's that's a good point. I'll have to think through that more, and I hope that my future courses and content will take that more into account. Um, Jamie, actually, send me a message, um, if you don't mind, about like your experience, and let me, let me see if I can figure out how to uh, make that a better experience for you and other people. Um, but okay, Giorgio, tell me, what you got any more questions? We got eight minutes. Yeah, I have uh, other questions. So, one, uh, one of the during one of your last uh, uh, ask every, uh, you were discussing about no profit uh, projects or uh, yeah, well, projects oh. for no profit companies. Yeah. Uh, so I never heard of that. Can you uh, discuss a little bit more and where oh, I can find yes. this project? Um, that is a good question, and that's very noble of you, first off. Very cool. Um, yes, so for those who may have missed this previously, what Giorgio is talking about is I'm a huge believer in, you know, we just talked about it with Manoj, I'm a huge believer in learning data science through projects and, like, doing. Um, someone, I'm teaching a, a course right now, and someone's like, what book do you recommend to learn data science? And I was like, ugh. I don't recommend the book. I hate reading. Like, I don't want to learn in a book. I want to learn by doing. And of course, books are useful to follow and, you know, guide. So that's not like a full, I'm not like against books. But but it's like, okay, what what project can we do that's helpful? How can we make projects? And and what Giorgio is asking is, okay, if I don't have experience or I just want to help, you know, what, what are some ways that I can get a data science project? And one thing I talked about previously is nonprofits. They have opportunities and they'll take you to do any sort of uh, data science for them, right? So Georgia is asking, okay, well, where can I find some of these nonprofits um, that do data science, okay? So the first thing I wanna say, let me pull up my screen again, is I'm gonna say Kaggle again, and let me tell you why, hold on. Let me see if I can find it. Okay, I, let's see. Um, let me see if I can find this. Um, okay, I can't, but Kaggle did this uh, COVID-19 competition. This is back last year, a year ago. Um, yeah, here it is, I think. It was really hard to use, actually. Um, I tried to help on this data set, um, 
but it was text analysis and text analysis isn't my thing. But originally, yeah, this was a call to action um, that when we didn't know what COVID was, okay, the White House basically gave a bunch of data and they're like, hey, help us understand COVID more. And so they, they gave a bunch of data and they're like, help us understand COVID. And so I tried to like, to learn something, but it was just, I'm not very good at text analysis if I'm being honest. So Kaggle, this is on Kaggle. So Kaggle sometimes has like nonprofit or like for help um, opportunities. Um, but there's uh, an organization and let me say, is it data for good? Hold on, let me see. Uh, let's see, data for good. Let's open that up. And let's open it up here. And let's look up uh, data kind, I think was the other one. Let's see. I'm not totally sure. To be perfectly honest, I've only done COVID help. I've, I've never done nonprofit work as a data scientist, but I know that there is um, people who do. Um, okay, this looks like a... a I don't think that's useful. Let's go here. Empowering communities through data. Download our information sheet. Here are our chapters. Some of our work. Okay, so they have case studies. Okay, they have case studies and upcoming events. Okay, so I don't know what if there would be a place there that might help. Are you a nonprofit with a need for a data project? Okay, so this, I mean, this is like where people can come to them as a nonprofit and say, hey, we need some help. I think you can volunteer for them, but I just don't know where it is. I don't know, maybe you have to join a chapter? I don't know. Okay, but that's that's one option. It also looks only Canadian. That's a very Canadian thing to be nice. Um, okay, look at, okay, here's one, data kind, data kind. Um, data kind, right here. Um, volunteer with us. Harnessing the power of data science in the service of humanity. Submit a project or volunteer with us. Okay, so look at there's a spot, a volunteer spotlight. Volunteer with us, click. Do good with data, apply. Choose your own adventure, community events, networking, and quick consultation to help organizations begin their data science journey. Dang, I want to do that. That kind of sounds fun. That's, that's really nice, yeah. Yeah. Then you got data dive, weekend long marathon style events that help organizations do initial data analysis, exploration, and prototyping. Dang, that sounds fun too. And then data core, long-term engagements that help organizations use data science to transform their work and their sector. Oh, very cool. Okay. It can be a good uh, driving force for uh, trying to learn and apply uh, data science skills. Yeah, knowing 100%. that you're doing something good. Yeah, yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, if you want to volunteer, this is a great way to do it. I've never actually seen. I know I've heard about this, but I've never actually seen it. So that that was pretty interesting um, to bring that up. So thank you for asking that, Giorgio. Yeah, that's uh, that's really nice. I will take a look at both. Yeah, thanks. Okay, yeah, and let me know. Let me know how it goes. Um, yes. All right, well. Thanks, Giorgio. I appreciate you once again being on, and I'm glad you stayed to the end because that was that was fun for me. I actually, you kind of inspired me. I want to do. I'm really busy right now, but I would love to like do a big hackathon with all of you guys on LinkedIn. Like, <laughs> just spend the whole weekend like helping a nonprofit and me helping you guys too. So you guys helping the nonprofit and me helping you. That would be really fun. That'd be a really yeah. cool event. Yeah, so I like yeah. that idea. So. Thanks, Giorgio. All right, I'll yeah, talk let, to you later. Let, let, let us know. Okay, <laughs> sounds Thank good. You.
Yeah, bye-bye. Okay, so that's the Ask Avery show. We got a minute left. I know we just got a comment here from uh, Sangeeta saying it was very helpful. Good, I'm glad. I really like Kaggle. I really like Towards Data Science. Those are great laces to learn. And we have a comment here from Yumong or Yuming. I'm a subject matter expert in finance. I started familiarizing myself with Python. My goal is to work with data scientists and help them solve real world problems um, in finance with my knowledge. How much coding do you think I should know to potentially lead or work with data scientists? You should know a lot about data science, but very shallowly, I would say. I would say you'd have to know a lot of the algorithms, like what, the, how they work. You wouldn't have to know how to code it. Actually, I don't think you even need to know any coding at all. I think you just need to know what the algorithms are and what they do and how they work. But you don't need to know how to code the algorithms. So if I, if, if I brought a problem to you, or if you had a problem, for instance, I, you know, I just released a free course about predicting the, st the stock market with Python. And you, that was the problem that you brought up to a data scientist. And you said, hey, I want to predict this. Um, where should I start, right? Um, or you're going to direct the data scientist to where to start or something like that. You just have to be able to speak to, he's like, okay, well, I did, or he or she is going to be like, I did a random forest and like the variance seemed pretty high. I don't know if it's going to work. You have to know what that phrase means, okay? So I would focus less on the coding um, because you're not going to be doing any of the coding and more on the stats and math and model making behind the actual words. Like, what do the words mean? Not the coding. So hopefully that helps you, Mong, or you, Ming. Um, just last notes, because I got to hop out of here. I got a busy night. I'm doing uh, another webinar tonight in, let's see, in two hours. I have a half hour break right now. And then I'm going to teach my intro to data science course for an hour and a half. Um, it's too late to sign up for that, unless you want the recordings, which are actually going to be still pretty good. Um, but I'll do more courses like that in the future. Um, so yeah, I got a busy night. So I appreciate everyone watching like Siva here. Avery, thanks a lot for the great insights. You're, um, you're totally welcome. Um, Manoj, you're totally welcome. Thank you for, for being here. And Giorgio, thank you for being here. You guys were the only two people who came and you guys were both early and you guys don't know how much that means to me because I literally, I literally get 30 messages, messages a day asking for, 10 minutes of my time and then I give it away and then people don't come and it's kind of frustrating. So I really appreciate you guys being here. Thank you. It means a lot to me. Um, and everyone else watching, thank you for your comments. Yumeng, I hope that was helpful. Um, Olu, Wakemi, uh, you're so welcome on where to start. Hopefully it helps. Um, hope you guys have a great night and we'll see you, you know, we'll see you late meets later tonight at 8.30 I'm doing, so in two hours I'm doing what the heck is Python. Um, Oh, I just saw a question here before I end. Uh, Jamie asked a question. How do you get a, uh, the spot, a spot to hop on the show? I have a sign-up link um, that I posted on my LinkedIn previously. Um, but because, okay, because like people like Giorgio and Manoj are so awesome and they're waking up in the middle of the night, I kind of feel bad. So I might, um, I might start doing things a little bit differently about timings and what day we do it on. And the whole sign-up process system I have right now is, is not working. People are not showing up. They're just, they're just not coming. So I need to rethink the system. Um, so be on the lookout on my LinkedIn for a um, spot to, to post, um, to grab a spot. But I mean, the spots are free, 10 minutes. Anyways, hopefully you get one. Jamie, send me a, a message and I'll make sure you get one. Um, okay, guys, have a good night. I'll see you at 8.30. I saw Dylan 
hopefully that he'll see me there too. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Um, I'll see you guys at 8.30 for What the Heck is Python with Dustin Scheimick. I don't know how to say his last name. Hopefully that was right. Dustin, correct me if I'm wrong. And that'll be on LinkedIn on Dustin's page. Um, hopefully there's a link somewhere on my profile you can find. All right, see you guys. Have a good night. Okay, episode is over. Please, please, please do me a favor. And if you find this podcast helpful, interesting, or entertaining, subscribe to it and write a short review. It really helps the show grow. It helps me personally on my quest to help as many people as I can break into data science. Thank you guys so much, and I'll catch you in the next episode.